and welcome to another episode of Lex Education and everybody listening, it's the final redo. Why are you frowning at me like that? I was just um, wondering if you're really going to commit to this being the final one ever. Of this batch of redos. <laughs> and anyway, I'm not even considering this one really a redo because, Ron, we didn't actually cover anything when we originally recorded this. We covered so little that we couldn't do a quiz and so I had to go away and do some research of my own so that we had something to do in the quiz. And my notes is just the word magnet. Yeah, we really so, did fuck all. I'm not worried about redoing this one. <sighs> yeah... Um. Well, how are you, Ron? Yeah, I'm alright. I was just telling you how about how I bruised my feet. Bruised your feet being a marathon runner. I almost Ron Farah. That's what they call him. Did almost run a half marathon, basically. Only a couple of yeah, kilometers yeah, yeah. short. Maybe you should sign up to do a marathon. Why? I don't know. It'd just give you something to do, wouldn't it? I just, I just think I'll just run for my own pleasure. To be honest, Ugh, no such thing, mate. Um, I like running. <clears throat> I don't think you do like running. I just think you hate yourself. Um, no, I, um, I'm, I'm liking myself more and more um, with all the running. I've only been on two runs. I mainly go oh, to the my... gym. Yeah, I like to lift weights. Yeah, me too. Buff hench girl. Um, I went swimming today, but swimming with a toddler, so I don't actually do that much swimming. I'm just more wading. Yeah, I think uh, if you're think... swimming with the toddler, something's gone wrong. Like, if both of you are actively swimming. She has a float, so she swims pretty well. She kicks her legs about. Yeah, but do you see what I mean? No, like, not really. If you're both, like, if you're, I think if you're not touching the ground, something's gone wrong. Have you seen how tall I am, Ron? It's frequent in a swimming pool that I'm not touching the ground. Yeah, but then how are you supporting the baby? I'm not. She's in a float. Oh. So she's not swimming either. She's just floating. Yeah, she's a baby. She can't swim. Just two wet people in a... Yeah, and here's the thing about taking babies and kids swimming, right? You take them swimming, and then all they really want to do is stand on the steps. So you're like... Why have I paid for us to get in a swimming pool when all you really want to do is splash? We could just go and find some puddles in a car park and you'd be just as happy. What are you doing? You're not paying any attention. No, I was fiddling with this wire. Don't fiddle with that wire, Ron. Yeah. I've just booked... a little red light on your microphone. It makes you look a bit evil because (laughs) you keep your phone beneath you as well. Yeah, on this charming phone stand that Mother got me for Christmas. You wanted a phone stand. Yeah, I'm not being facetious. Hmm. Yeah. You used the word charming and mother, so it sounded facetious. Uh, no, just, um, you know, illustrating the level of closeness. And um, I do actually think it's charming. Hmm. It's got holes yeah. for chargers. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I've booked a nice weekend away. Ooh, where you going? So... Me and my mate Che, like five, six years ago, very spontaneously decided to just go away for a bank holiday weekend together. We couldn't, it was, it was only three of us that we, like, out of our friend group that lived in Bristol at the time, we couldn't convince um, another friend, uh, uh, the gentle boy, to come. 
Um, he stayed at home. Um, so just me and Che went. And then we had a really funny, rowdy weekend that ended up being christened the Spank Holiday Weekend. Um, and uh, so we're just going to go relive that in the same place. Um, hopefully there will be just as many amazing uh, people around. We ran into so many characters. There were these two drug addicts that we were camping next to and they'd driven down from like Stafford or Leeds. You're going camping in February? No, in April. Oh, yeah, still. Um, yeah, um, and they'd like driven down from like Leeds or something um, and they'd like stolen one of their dad's vans um, and they were just doing drugs all day and me and Jay were literally there like playing chess at one point and then they came over to talk to us. Um, they were playing pranks to, on each other. They were like gluing each other to shit. The best one though is at one point one of them was just like drinking beers in... Um, a camping chair and then the other guy cut the bottom out of the drinks holder <laughs> so he just kept on dropping his beer through it oh it was hilarious um there was another dude that we saw when we were at the bar at the um at the holiday park who we couldn't work out what was going on with his hair and we were a bit convinced that his hair was stuck to his hat like it was just a fringe because it seemed mm. completely bold other than this so we spent all evening like trying to work up the courage to like go and talk to him eventually we ended up um taking lots of photos with a few families that were there like we just like were in their family photos for a bit and then he was like kind of part of that so then che got chatting to him um and then asked to wear his hat but he wouldn't let him Oh. But he kept on, he just kept on coming out with the most amazing things. He kept on just wandering around, like holding two drinks and going, where can I sit my hench ass down? Which was great. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that he said when he walked in was, it's going off like the year of Van Gogh. <laughs> that is a guy that has... <laughs> Travelled on this holiday with an, a notepad, a blank page and a pen and gone, I need to get a catchphrase. I'm going to go to a holiday park with a series of phrases that don't really make any sense. And I'm just going to try them all out and see which one sticks. Yeah. It took us ages to work out what he meant by the year of Van Gogh thing. Yeah, what does he mean by the year? Well, we think he's misheard someone else saying it and it's ear of Van Gogh. Like... It's going oh. off like the ear of Van Gogh. Oh, yeah, maybe. That's the only thing we could think of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, good times. So we're going to go hey, do that again. this holiday park? Willacombe. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least said, soon as mended. Um... I mean, have a good time, I guess. Oh, we will. We're going to go to the Morisco nightclub. That sounds like it's full of 40-year-olds. It was empty last time <laughs> we were there. <laughs> Which meant we got to dance on the poles. Oh, Ron. <laughs> no, Please but... take hand bacteria gel. No, but literally, when I say empty, I mean we were the only people in there, not even just like a small smattering of people. They gave us bumper stickers. Why? Because we were there. <laughs> <laughs> what day of the week was it? It was a weekend. <laughs> it was a bank holiday weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Why was everybody else then? Don't know. They were seemingly at the bar at the campsite. That's where it was popping off like the year of Van Gogh. 
Well, everyone, listen, if you don't have plans for April of bank holiday weekend, go down to Woolacombe, party with the Romster. Get yourself down to the Morisco nightclub. Don't. <laughs> Do. And then Ron can be a character in someone else's stories. And they'll be like, and there was this guy there that does a podcast with his sister. <laughs> and he was super famous. And people kept coming up to him and giving them one inch by one inch pictures of their faces for a tea towel. <laughs> oh, Laura, you know what? I realised yeah. a little bit that um, we might have messed up a little bit. Because on those tea towels, isn't it supposed to say the person's name underneath it? Like written in a child's stupid handwriting. Yeah, most people have put their name on. We said put your name in. Oh, did we? And have they? I haven't looked. Yeah, they have. And don't worry, I run the admin. Good, good, good. You run the magnets. Magnets, they're a whole lot of fun from each other. Do they do run? Or they come to run together. If you turn them the other way. (laughs) Now, I'm really sad that this episode got lost for two reasons, Laura. One... I did some amazing ad copy mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when we did it the first time. Just threw in some funny little pretend podcast ads for Schubert's, um, for Clyder's Farm, and Squids. And those are lost to time now. You could just read them again. No, it's not the same. It is the same for everybody that didn't hear them the first time. Like, no, they okay, didn't go me. down well enough, to be honest, the first time. So why are you sad that they've gone then? Because I enjoyed that... it and the crowd would have loved it. Then you could have written new ones. No, because that wouldn't have gone down the same either. Okay, then. Um, and also, you said, I think, the stupidest thing that you've said so far on the podcast. Yes, it was a very stupid thing to say. But here's the thing, Ron. I half knew it was stupid before I'd said it. And in fact, I think I didn't quite say it. I sort of said, blah, blah, no, wait, no, I see the mistake I've made. We have no proof of that. And we have no proof that I said a stupid thing either. So let's just let bygones be gone by. Let's let stupid dogs lie. The stupid thing that Laura said was that all magnets were horseshoe-shaped like in a cartoon. Not in a cartoon, Ron. I don't know why you're obsessed with cartoons. Because that's where the horseshoe magnets... No! Yes! No! All the magnets I've encountered in science lessons were those red and blue ones. No, Laura, no, Laura, because of cartoons, you just looked at a bunch of magnets and only recognised some of them (laughs) as magnets. And you thought, what are those magnets doing next to those other bits of metal? No, Ron, they were magnet-shaped. Not all of them. They were. Absolute fuckwash. No, that was not all of them. How do you know? You weren't in my science lessons. Because there wasn't some great magnet straightening of the early 90s. (laughs) Why would there have just been horseshoe magnets pre-1990? I wasn't at school pre-1990. Can we stop adding five years to my age? Thank you very much. Magnets were horseshoe I thought you were pushing 40. No, I'm not. I'm mid-late-30s, thank you. Okay, then the mid-90s. There's still not going to be a great magnet straightening. We didn't go to the same primary school. Maybe we had different primary schools. We did go to the same primary school. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. You went to the fancy one. Only for the last three years. Yeah, that's when I did magnets. 
when, when <laughs> I was in that primary school. In the last three years, the years you were not there. You, no, that's not true. That's true. It's not true. But then again, so why would that school only have horseshoe magnets? Because maybe that's what they bought as a job lot. <laughs> you know that this is wrong. Yeah, Ron, I've never been like, oh, it was the cleverest thing I've ever said. I'm just saying most of my encounters with magnets, apart from fridge magnets, which I did briefly forget were a thing, and because we are thinking in a science context, my brain thought about science magnets, the red and blue ones. Red and blue, yes. Horseshoe shaped, no. Yes, horseshoe shaped. Not necessarily. But they... That is what my brain jumped to! Yeah, nobody's disputing that. What are you disputing then? I don't know what you want. (laughs) I honestly believe that there were magnets of all shapes and sizes and you just only saw the horseshoe shaped ones because those are the only ones you recognised because of your Scooby-Doo-esque upbringing. I don't know why you think I'm so influenced by cartoons. Because you live in a sort of cartoon realm. No. Yes, where you can just wily coyote any box of rubble and rope into the world's <laughs> next wheelbarrow and <laughs> then magnets are always horseshoe-shaped and reindeer don't exist because they fly in. I have known reindeer exist for 20 years now. You just need to know when to let a dog a bone. That's not... You've not known about reindeer existing for 20 years because you worked it out early. That's only because you're really old. Do you want to learn about magnets or not? Yeah, tell me about magnets. No, you have to teach me about magnets. No, I thought you did research on magnets. You still have to do the lesson. But we didn't do a lesson. This well, is a redo. Well, then do one now! <laughs> this is a redo. Yeah, but don't redo the shitness that was. Do an actual fucking lesson. I thought we were redoing what we did before. What's the point? We didn't do anything. And yeah. you don't want to redo the stuff that we did do. I thought you, you said you did <laughs> magnets research. I did, but only enough to fill a quiz. Do it, then. <coughs> After we've done the lesson. We've caught up on where we got to last time. (laughs) No. Look, Ron, you either have to recreate the episode that is missing in the ether or you need to do a new lesson. I have recreated the episode. You haven't, because you won't do the adverts. Well, I'm not just going to do those adverts. Well, then teach me about magnets. I have. You've taught me nothing. I've taught you that magnets can be straight. (laughs) I worked that out for myself. (laughs) I did. No, you didn't. Because I was halfway. Because we were talking... No, no, No. we were. No, No. we were. Oh, fuck off. We were. I just want to close my laptop and go downstairs. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Earth's poles. And that is where I got confused because I was like, but the poles are directly opposite each other on the earth. And I was like, no. And that is where I was halfway through. And then I was like, no, of course, duh, duh, they can be straight. I was confused. Um, and, and, and so I realised it myself during that sentence. Yeah, because of the thing that I said that illuminated it for you when I was telling you that interesting fact about the Earth being a magnet. Okay, the Earth's a magnet. Good to know. Yeah, I think that's about the only fact that we did cover. Um, 
Let me scan the old syllabus here. See if I wish anything. you'd done that before this. I thought you, you were, doing were telling less and less and less. I thought you were telling me about magnets. You said you'd done research. I have done research. Then why don't you tell me about it then? Because I thought you'd do a lesson first and then I'd tell you about magnets as the quiz. But what's the point of me telling you about magnets when you've already done research on magnets? Because well, I probably haven't done the same research as the the AQA have done. Yeah, so why don't we get yours out of the way and then I can fill in the gaps oh, with the fine. lovely okay. syllabus. Um. So what have I learned, Ron? Laura, mm-hmm. in your head... Mm-hmm. If all magnets were horseshoe-shaped... They're not, though! And I fucking said they weren't seconds in! But pre that... But how can I run on a hypothetical situation that was a fleeting moment of stupidity weeks ago that I've already said isn't a thing? Yeah, but in that fleeting moment... It's like me going, Ron, if you're supposed to shit your pants every day and you're like, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, but you did for like the first three years of your life. So let me get this straight. You think you have to shit your pants up to three times a day, every day. How is that sustainable? (laughs) But if we go back to that fleeting moment. (laughs) Yeah, fine. Okay, let me try and remember a millisecond two weeks ago. How would the horses walk straight? What? If they had magnets on Well, not all horseshoes are magnets, you fucking chode. (laughs) Anyway, we were just interrupted by husband of the podcast. Yeah. And I think that we needed (laughs) to cool the fuck down. Yeah. So, Ron, there's a difference between permanent magnets and ferromagnetic magnets. Oh. No, ferromagnetic materials. I'm sorry, I misread. Um... Permanent magnets are always a magnet. They're just always magnetic. And ferromagnetic is a metal that can become magnetised by proximity to other magnets. Yeah, like if you bend it and then it's magnet-shaped. Fuck off, I'm not doing this episode. Carry on. No. Well, it's like when you have a magnet and you've got paper clips, and then you can hang the paper clips off the paper clips. Mm-hmm. Each end of a paper clip is kind of like a horseshoe. <laughs> Laura. Yes, Ron. Yeah. Don't <laughs> lure me as if I'm the big. You are the one being the little donkey here. It's hard having to run the syllabus, isn't it? trying to run the syllabus i'm trying to learn about magnets yeah so do your homework and tell me I about fucking magnets. did it and i read you an interesting two sentences and then you go back to being a prick and make me feel thick so i don't want to read anything else it's a comedy podcast laura you're the thick yeah, one i'm, I'm the smart one funny bit you are the funny bit we're all laughing at you i hate you and i won't read out any more of this well then it's gonna be a short episode fine by me <laughs> Banner year in the Lex Education <laughs> Podcast. Do you think a podcast has ever ended mid-record before? Like, they've literally put out 20 minutes and been like, that's it, it's a fucking end, I'm done. Has a podcast ever ended? I thought they were just accumulating. National Treasure sure did! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wish you could have got half a record out of Will Duncan. <laughs> Uh, he didn't even reply to that funny clip we put about him. No. No. 
actually, yes, he did. Don't eat an apple. This is already absolute dog shit. Don't eat an apple. We probably picked up loads of new listeners last week because of Valentine's Day and then we're fucking them right into a bin again. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to continue eating that apple, though, because otherwise it's going to go brown and gross. No, you're not going to have to keep eating that apple. Put it in a cup of water and do the podcast. What? <laughs> Put it in a cup of water and it won't go brown. Have you been putting your apples in water? No, but it stops them going brown. You do Don't look at me apples. like this, you stupid Is that what shit. Ha- do you have it's water like, in the bottom of the sorter? No, because those ones aren't broken up, are they? You put stuff they in water. They would be once they've fallen <gasps> through your <laughs> Can you do the rest of your research, please? No, because now I feel insecure. Ron's just muted himself, taking another big fucking hoofy bite. And he's all there like, you put your apple in water. Yes, Ron, because it's the oxidisation that makes the apple go brown. So if you put it in water, it's not open to the oxygen, so it doesn't go brown. And I know that this works not from science, but just from wisdom. Or if I'm peeling potatoes to be used the next day, you put them straight into the water that you're going to boil them in rather than leaving them on the chopping board and then they don't dry out and go brown. <laughs> Would you bring an apple as a snack to a podcast that you're hosting? Even if you were a guest on it and you were only joining in occasionally, an apple is the rudest fucking thing you could have brought. Yeah, what a fucking power move that would be, though. What, to turn up as a guest on someone's podcast just eating an apple? Yeah. I think most podcasts would stop recording. (laughs) I don't think they'd just play their listeners' silence. I'm waiting for you to tell me about magnets. Well, I was telling you about magnets and then you were a terrible teacher and ruined my confidence, so now I'm waiting for you to teach me about magnets. Uh, let's do your bit first and then we'll do I mine. I was doing my bit! You apologise and then I'll do it. Sauce, mate. No, a real apology. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, a really nice apology. Oh, Laura, I'm ever so sorry, darling. No, a real apology. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry. It will never be real. <laughs> um, an electromagnet is made from a coil of wire that acts as a magnet when an electric current passes through it, but it stops being a magnet when the current stops. Often the coil is wrapped around a core of ferromagnetic material such as steel, Mild steel, it says, which is steel that has not been left as long to age, so the flavour is less intense than mature steel. And it greatly enhances the magnetic field produced by the coil. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, here was my favourite fact, because it's actually nothing to do with the science. The word magnet 
was adopted in Middle English from Latin magnetum, meaning lodestone. And lodestones are like naturally magnetised stones that people used to use for um, navigation. You can imagine like 500 years ago, a magnet just blowing people's minds. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just real life magic, right? Yeah. Um, some animals like pigeons and bees and salmon, they, they use Earth's magnetic field and they navigate via it. Some of um, your favourite animals there. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from bees. Um, you like bees? No. I don't. You want to save the bees? You're always like, I oh, do want to save them. I don't want to hang out with them. Yeah, but, you know, you can like something from afar. Yeah. Um... They, the scientific assumption on that, Ron, is that they have some kind of magnetic material in their bodies that acts like a compass. Yeah, it's so, cool so that we don't know how that right, works. Um, uh, yeah, so lodestones were like the original magnets that we knew about. Um, uh, Greek In Greece and China, they've got the earliest historical record of them knowing about lodestones. Um, and it says they're... Um, Chunks of mineral with a lot of iron in them that may have been magnetised by lightning. Ooh. Um, and there's a record of Chinese people discovering that they could make a needle magnetic by stroking it against a lodestone and then the needle would point north-south, so the start of compasses. They're always ahead, the ancient yeah. Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Um, neodymium magnets are the strongest commercially available magnets. Are those those ones that kids aren't allowed to swallow? I don't think kids are allowed to swallow any magnets. I think it's pretty bad if your kids swallow a magnet. Kids can eat salmon. But it's easier to stick them to a radiator. (laughs) And bees. Yeah. Maybe beehives are made of iron. Anyway, um, a magnetar is a type of neuron star with an extremely powerful magnetic field, Ron. Weird. Um, And as of July 2021, 24 confirmed magnetars were known. That's um, not that many for how big space is. No, but I guess we don't know about loads of space, do we? No. Um, so they're about 20 kilometres in diameter. They have a mass That's of 1.4 solar masses. That's um, huge. They are formed by the collapse of a star with a mass of 10 to 25 times that of the sun. The density of the interior of a magnetar is such that a tablespoon of its substance would have a mass of over 100 million tonnes. That's crazy. Yeah. Magnetars are differentiated from other neutron stars by having even stronger magnetic fields and by rotating more slowly in comparison. Most observed magnetars rotate once every 2 to 10 seconds, whereas typical neutron stars rotate 1 to 10 times per second. Um, Magnetar's magnetic field gives rise to very strong and characteristic bursts of X-rays and gamma rays. The active life of a magnetar is short compared to other celestial bodies. Their strong magnetic fields decay after about 10,000 years, after which activity and strong X-ray emissions cease. Given the number of magnetars observable today, one estimate puts the number of inactive magnetars in the Milky Way at 30 million or more. (laughs) We've only found 24. That's fun. Yeah. But I guess they don't live very long, so... Yeah, true. They're Good. like the mayflies of the sky. No, mayflies are in the sky, but the upper sky. Mayflies of space. 
May, May spa- space mayflies. Space may. Space mayfly. Space mayfly away. That's all my information about magnets, Ron. That's really good, Laura. Thank you, Ron. Lots of it on magnetars, which I'd never even heard of. Yeah, if I'm honest, magnets seemed quite boring, so I did other research about the other things I found when I googled magnets. And I think originally you asked me to google three famous magnets. Oh, yeah, so you kind of did one. Nah, I did neodymium, that's the most famous one. That's not... Uh, okay, yeah. That's and the then strongest one. Magnetars. I did magnetars. And lodestones. Um, lodestones. Bees. Um, did loads. Electromagnetic. Ferromagnetic. Yeah. So, Laura, let's go on to the syllabus now. If that's okay. Don't wind me up, Rom. Why? I don't want to be stressed anymore. Okay. Um, did you... 6.7.1. Oh, I can suddenly smell smoked salmon. Mm, magnets. I'm having a posh stroke. <laughs> I had a posh stroke last night. Wait. Yeah, you've never done anything posh. You're common as muck, mate. Yeah. Um... Weird energy today, isn't it? 6.7.1. It feels like we've both eaten a lot of pick and mix, but I know we haven't. No, I haven't eaten very much at all. I did have a cookie at lunchtime. Oh. Comedian friend Daisy Earl came round for lunch today. Do I know who Daisy Earl is? You might have seen her gig. She's very, very funny. I'm seeing Anya Magliano in a couple of weeks. Ooh. No, I don't recognise Daisy Earl. Um, 6.7.1, Laura, permanent and induced magnetism, magnetic forces and fields. Mm. 6.7.1.1, poles of a magnet. Laura, do you know what the poles of a magnet are? The ends, Ron. And what's special about them? They are charged, positive or negative. Uh, careful about using words like charged. That okay. would refer to like you know like electrons and stuff, not magnets. You know. So what do you call it then? Uh, it's where the magnetic forces are strongest. Well, it seems easier to say charged. Yeah, but that's not right. It okay. might. Okay. <laughs> Laura. Yeah. Fucking listen up. I'm... I am. I've written down magnetic forces are strongest. Yeah, yeah. I'm being good now. I'm being good too. Yeah, no, you're being good at the lesson, but you have to be good at the podcast. Oh, fuck off, Ron. What hilarious gold do you want me to spin out of the term magnetic forces are strongest? I did a little bit where you gave me the fact and I argued with it, and then we do the next bit. That's the podcast. Yeah, but it's just like... Do you want me to do a little skit? Um, Okay, let's do a Star Wars bit. Um, The force is strong with this one, yes, but it's strongest with this one. It's because I'm from Poland. Hey! (laughs) Look at me laughing. More of that energy, right? (laughs) Look at me go. God, Um, I really do come up with gold under pressure, though, don't I? (laughs) You do. That's why they pay you the silly money. (laughs) Um, They don't pay me anything to do this. It costs me. 
Yeah. Buy your Leicester tickets. <laughs> no, it's already Leicester. happened. It was on Saturday. Fuck off. Can't believe you didn't come. Can we announce that other one that we've been booked for? Have we been booked for another one? Yeah, see that email this morning. We're getting the headline room. Why? We can't sell tickets. Oh, we sold out last time. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, we'll sell the exact same number of tickets to the same people and they'll just sit in a bigger room. <laughs> yeah. He did put in the email that it was like, it seats 130, but we can make it feel like a small room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we were so nice to him that I think they might push us quite hard this year. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we're going to hit the big time over the summer. Yeah, I reckon. When I think everybody's going to realise that they don't want to watch these like big celebs doing podcasts about relatable stuff. What they want is two people that could just phone each other and have a chat to record it and then play it out like it's entertainment content for a wide audience. Yeah. Is that a streetlight on your jump or is that a nice sunset? Or is it your lamp? It's my lamp. Oh, it really looked like a window because of... But I see now it's the wire of your pop shield. Uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I just... I quite like nice lamps. I know you do, Ron. I like the light to be nice. Don't like big light. Me neither. Tom does, though. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be a big light kind of person, but now I'm not. Personal growth. Um... When magnets are brought close to each other, Laura, mm-hmm. they exert a force on each other. Yeah. Two like magnets repel each other. Two unlike magnets attract each other. That saying, opposites attract, is actually about magnets, not people. Oh. Yeah. If anyone tells you that about people, just be like, no, you're thinking of magnets, mate. Yeah. I don't want to fuck a magnet. Let me marry myself. Pink leatherback turtle. <laughs> it was number ten, Ron. Nine other animals would have to turn me down before I'd kiss a leatherback turtle. It's not If enough. I'm honest, I'd have got eaten by the top five. So, a horse. Which is much better than kissing. <laughs> Imagine an orca giving head... You'd have to be very careful. Have you ever seen a whale penis? Yeah. They, like, wang them around, don't they? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. That could be daunting. Um, What type of force do you think magnetic force is of the two types of force? What? (laughs) What's the question I was thinking about? Whales. (laughs) There are two types of force that we described when we talked about forces months and months Push and months ago. And pull. No. No. Contact and touch. That, those would be the same now, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. Contact. What's the opposite of contact? Apart. Contact. I can only think of non-contact. Yep, that's it. Non-contact, yeah. (laughs) Which one do you think... I was like, I can't think of a word that means no touchy. (laughs) What what, what do you think? Separate. 
Magnets are touchy or no touchy? No touchy. They're, yes. Attraction Unless they're repulsion. attracting each other and then they're touchy. No. Yes. They would touch, but that, that doesn't mean the force is touchy. That cannot be a difficult concept. What? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. The force, the force is, hasn't changed, even though that they're touching. In the same way that, like, even if I shouted right in your ear so close that my head was touching your head, sound still isn't a contact force. But it kind of is, because it only happens when it touches your eardrum. No, it's travelling through the air. Yeah, and then the air touches your eardrum, and then you hear it. No, don't argue this, it's wrong. How is it wrong? Because the force has been has gone from me to you without me touching you. Yeah, but that means it's us non-contact, not me not touching the force. Why are you fighting? I'm just trying to understand. It's not fighting, it's learning. <laughs> okay, then don't start it with no. <laughs> 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 okay, I believe you, and explain to me that I'm right in saying that a non-contact force means that the two items are non-contact, and but you can have be touching the force. You can't really touch a force. But sound waves is it's a sound force. Then I'm touching it when it hits my eardrums. Not really. Don't. But don't worry about that. I'm not worried about it. Don't, I'm just don't explaining think about it, it to you. No, you're not explaining anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me that the sound's gone in your ears. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that doesn't make sound a contact force. And then it gets in the little snail, doesn't it? Electrical cochlea. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah. I've got a bad cochlea. <laughs> My name's not Leah. It's Laura. <laughs> <laughs> She's Pack on it up. fire. Yeah, I need to take you down a peg again. Um, <laughs> I watched a roast battle today between Shaggy and Matthew Lillard. Who's Matthew Lillard? He played uh, Shaggy in Scooby Doo. Oh, he seems like a nice man. He does, doesn't he? He was yeah. not bad at the roast battle either. I enjoyed it. Yeah, what's he roasting Shaggy for? I imagine that would have been all a bit one note. Um, they were mainly just roasting each other on who was the most successful. Oh, uh, fair. Matthew Lillard, probably. I mean, I think Shaggy's actually quite a successful music artist. Yeah, I bet he seems like the kind of guy that I bet, I bet he's doing a lot behind the scenes. But I can only name two songs. Just call me Angel of the Morning, baby. That's one. My peeps, you are. It wasn't me. Then it came on the counter. It wasn't me. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Mr. Bombastic. Three. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I can't name any songs by Matthew Lillard, so. No, but he was in Hackers and he was very good in Hackers. He it was in a film with Dax Shepard, Seth Green. And anyone else, or was it just three of them? Um, uh, uh, oh, Carolina, that's another shaggy one. What's it called? Up, up the creek. Wow, he has a song called "Sexy Lady" and then another song called "Hey, Sexy Lady." <laughs> what? 
without a paddle. That's what it's oh, called. Oh, I have heard of that. That's I. I won't vouch for it because I haven't watched it in potentially ten years. But I remember it being a funny film. He was in Scream. Yep. She's all that. He's been in loads of Scooby Doo stuff. I didn't know he did the voice of Scooby Doo as well as the live action stuff. No, me neither. It's a lot of Scooby. Yeah, but I mean, hey, who's oh, going to stop cash? milking that cash cow? Yeah, cash that Scooby money, boy. Well, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, seems like a nice guy, though. The cast for the live-action Scooby-Doo. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very, very good. I used to love that when I was a kid. I don't think I really understood it. No. Sarah Michelle Gellar? I forgot Rowan Atkinson was in there. Isla Fisher! Jess's sister from New Girl? Yeah, she was Velma, wasn't she? Yeah. Neil Fanning did the... Voice of Scooby. Right, let's stop looking at Matthew Lillard now. <laughs> why Why did you mention that roast battle, Laura? I don't know, I was just thinking about it. I just thought you'd like to know. Yeah. You seem like a Matthew Lillard fan. I thought yeah. you'd, you'd be keen to know what he was up to. He's got a, yeah, he's got a nice vibe. Dak Shepard has a nice vibe. I don't know who Dak Shepard is. You'd recognise him, he's in stuff. Oh, yeah, a sort of... A sort of not quite Owen Wilson. Yeah, similar vibe. Owen yeah. Wilson, handsome or not? Not, he looks like our sister. Yeah, but we've got a handsome <laughs> sister. <laughs> sure, she's pretty, but that does not mean that her looky-likey is handsome. It's just a debate that people have. A permanent magnet, Laura, produces its own magnetic field. Mm-hmm. An induced magnet is one that becomes a magnet when it's placed in a magnetic field. Yes, or ferromagnetic material, you can call that. Yes, and I think we should, as learned scholars such as we are. I am a doctor, good sir. If I want to ship the door open, I will. Um... Now that I have a child, I think when I go to hotel rooms, I'll ship with the door closed just for, like the joy of that weren't you doing that anyway what in hotel rooms yeah no that's the joy of a hotel room you can just poop with the door open oh i didn't do that you're not making the most of your hotel rooms then oh but what if the poo like got in the bed (laughs) (laughs) why would you get on the bed i don't know just like through the air i don't think that happens i just wouldn't obviously loads of other people's jizz and piss in a hotel bed anyway. Yeah, and loads of mine, but no poo. Would be the cleanest thing in there. Nah, not my poo. (laughs) My poo. If he lands in it, he'll never escape. It's the best poo in the business. It's super poo. Did you ever listen to that audiobook? Yeah, Roddy Doyle. Yeah. Um, I believe... Read by Tommy Tiernan, I think. Oh, I love Tommy Tiernan. The giggler treatment. I believe that when I was um, a child, I tried to force myself to really like fig rolls because of that book. <laughs> uh, but they're just yeah. not nice. Oh my god, that rings a 
Belle, you being into fig rolls. Because of that, yeah. But they're, they're not great. I think I'd probably I'd probably tango with a fig roll these days. But Yeah. But why would you when there's so many other biscuits? I don't buy biscuits because then I eat all the biscuits. Mm. Comedian and friend Daisy L brought round two packets of cookies today and it's, it's really quite hard not to go downstairs and eat them all. What am I going to have for dinner? I was going to have a new recipe, a cauliflower and whole wheat pasta with preserved lemons and sour cream situation, but I've been called in as an emergency sub on a gig, so now I'm just going to have toast. Fair. I might just have veggies. Um, oh, I made, I'd had my homemade granola this morning, Ron, and it was really good. Very nice. I don't know if other people would like it, but it was exactly what I wanted. Bring some for me. No. <laughs> No. Why not? I don't want to travel with granola. Why not? You're making your own granola? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to I've already a... got to bring you a chair. I'm not going to bring granola Are you bringing you. my chair? I hope, if I can take it apart, yeah. Oh, sound. Um, can you bring my pasta maker as well and my funeral suit? Yeah. Can you stop leaving stuff at my house? I'm trying. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're trying to get me to bring it round and then you'll just leave more stuff next time you come. Yeah, because we're part of each other's lives. I never leave stuff at your house. You never come to my house. I've come to your house twice. In the same day? No, I helped you move into it. Dropped all that stuff round in the middle of the night, remember? Yeah, and we got those beans. Yeah. Picked up the beans. Yeah. You See, you have left loads of stuff in my house. (laughs) No, it's just my stuff. <laughs> anyway, come on, Ron. We've been going for 45 minutes. Yeah, but we're not doing intros, outros, so we've got to stretch this out for another, like, 10 minutes or something. Why can't we do an outro? And what do you mean, stretch it out? Most of it was my fucking research. Do some teaching. Why are you getting Larry? We're having a lovely time. Because I want to learn. You know everything there is to know about magnets. I think, ultimately, to be honest, what I'm picking up from this syllabus, I don't think science knows what magnets are. No. It's lightning and stars. Yeah, I think it's true magic at at its core. Yeah. Um, What else does it say here? Students should be able to describe the attraction and repulsion between unlike and like poles for permanent magnets. Yeah, well, that's easy. Can you do that, then? Well, samesies repels, opposites attract. Yeah. Students should be able to describe the difference between permanent and induced magnets. Yeah, one is a soft ferromagnetic material that will gain magnetic qualities when induced by a permanent magnet, and a permanent magnet is always magnetic. Look at you go, Laura. And to, like, imagine if the Laura of, like, two weeks ago could see you now. That poor little simpleton thinking all magnets were horseshoe-shaped, looking at you now with all of these magnet facts, knowing that they could be any shape her little simple heart desired. Six point seven point one point two magnetic fields. 
that's when you rub a bit of iron right across a paddock and then all the horses stick to the grass. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, I guess there's just not that many homonyms for fields. Um, oh, that got me right in the fields. <laughs> the region around a magnet, Laura, mm-hmm. where a force acts on another magnet or a magnetic material... Mm-hmm. Brackets, iron, steel, cobalt, and nickel mm-hmm. is called a magnetic field. Man, they're really stretching this out, aren't they? Yeah, can they? you see why I've put no effort in? Well, no, because you didn't know it was like this. You're learning this in real time with the rest of us because you haven't read ahead. No, I read ahead. I said this was boring. I'm going to do some funny little silly hand copy. Then do your funny little silly ad copy, you stupid harlot. Then don't delete my funny little silly ad copy. The force between a magnet and a magnetic material is always one of attraction, Laura. They never repulse. Yeah, okay. I've made so many more notes than the first time we did this. Yeah, because we didn't get this far even at all. No. Um, nah, I really phoned it in that time. The strength... What What do you think affects the strength of a magnetic field, Laura? It's two things. Size of the magnet. Not necessarily, but I think you're on the right lines. And the material of the magnet? Like density of iron or whatever? Kind of combine those. It's not size, though. Weight. No. Personality. No. Charisma. No. Shape. Shut up about the shape unless you want to be mocked. <laughs> I don't know what else there can be. Or just like strength of the magnet. Yeah, but you're asking me what makes it strong. No, I'm saying what makes the magnetic field, what affects the magnetic field. Well, yeah, it's the strength of the magnet, but what makes it stronger or not? Well, just like different magnets are different strength. Um, the, um... Can you remember where the field was strongest? The poles. Yeah, so what would affect the strength of it? How far the poles are apart from each other. Not from each other. From the thing they're magnetising? Yeah, from the thing that's like being affected by uh, the magnetic field because a force always has to act on something. Yeah. I've still got this ulcer on the end of my tongue. I hate it. Stop telling lies. That's what I said to Tom earlier and he'd never heard that telling lies gets you spots on your tongue. His parents didn't have to trick him, did they? (laughs) His parents loved him. A magnetic compass, Laura, contains a small bar magnet. That is to say, one that is straight. The Earth has a magnetic field. The compass needle points in the direction of the Earth's magnetic field. I know, discovered by the Chinese, mate. Yeah, nice one, China. Rub a needle on a lodestone. I'm rubbing a needle on a lodestone and waiting for my woman to return. Students. One for the album, Lex Education the Musical. What was that a parody of? Uh, country music. Just in general. Yeah. 
What's that song about big hands and the woman leaving him in the bar? Big hands, you are beautiful. <laughs> no, what's that song that's like, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. That's it. With four hungry children and a crop in the field. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. What's that got to do with big hands? I'm sure there's a lyric in it about big hands. Look, is he looking at his hands? What is that? How does that song go? Fine, nope, fint. Fine time to leave me, Lucille. Oh, it's Kenny Rogers. Full lyrics. In a bar in Toledo, across from the depot. Yeah, 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 yeah. On a bar stool, she took off her ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe there's nothing about big hands. Big heart. Big hands, Yes! He came to the woman who sat there beside me, had a strange look on his face. The big hands were calloused. He looked like a mountain. For a minute, I thought he was dead. But he started shaking. His big heart was breaking. He turned to the woman and said, You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Yeah, big hands. Whoa, but the singer of the song still goes and has sex with her. That's horrible. Oh, but then he couldn't go through with sleeping her because all he could think about was how her husband just turned up in the bar and said, please don't leave me. Oh, that song's terrible. Um, anyway, yeah, does have big hands. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll call it a day. <laughs> I'm quite hungry, actually. Yeah. Well, Ron, I think that was five times better than the one we lost. Yeah. That was a real roller coaster. We're much less angry now than we were at the beginning. Yeah. I genuinely didn't think we were going to get past 25 minutes. Were you actually cross? Yeah, you were really annoying me. Yeah, I was. was did a good job. Really good stuff. All what right. are you watching at the moment, Laura? Um, myself, I'm watching Poldark. I'm watching a bit of Block. I'm watching... Oh, what am I watching... Have you finished all of your housewives? No, I've gone off it a bit at the moment. Happens. I think I need a new franchise. I sort of was watching The Crown, but then Diana died, and I don't really care about William and Kate getting together. They I skipped thought... from there to then. Well, there's not much going on afterwards. All the diddling. But, like, Charles and Camilla were already together by the time... Oh, what, you mean the kid diddling? Yeah. Well, they're not going to cover that, are they? Aren't they? No, I Then what's so. the fucking point? Have you seen that they're making a dramatisation of that interview that Prince Andrew did with Emily Maitlis? Why? Exactly the question everyone on Twitter's asking. What are they going to do? I don't know. Gillian Anderson is playing Emily Maitlis. But, like, are they going to do backstage stuff, like, fictionalised? I guess. Or just recreate the interview. Well, they seem to have recreated the interview. Wild. Yeah, weird. I wonder if they're hoping it will have like a Horizon Post scandal effect and he might go down for noncing. But he won't, though. Maybe it will, though. People do love Gillian Anderson. Yeah, but lots of people watched that interview. 
Yeah, but when you get like a charismatic British actor to help. Who's playing him? Oh. Is Jim right. Johnson British? I thought she was American. Uh, she was British born, but she was raised in America. That's not important. Um, who's playing um, him? I don't know his name, but he is the prince in a knight's tale. Oh, uh, Rufus Sewell. That sound. He looks like a Rufus for sure. Yes, that mm. guy. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I'd have cast Rafe Spall. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. No, he's a bit handsome. No. Are you not thinking of Timothy Spall? No, his son. Yeah, Rafe Spall's a bit handsome. No. But he's not like... Yeah, but Rufus Sewell is a bit handsome. No. Yeah. Rufus Sewell looks like the moon. <laughs> Maybe that's why I think he's handsome. Like, if you look at Rufus Sewell and then you look at a moon emoji, it's the same <laughs> face. <laughs> Maybe Rufus Sewell is the man in the moon. He's got a moony face. No, he's got a chiselled face. A moony, chiselled face. Like you've chiselled the moon. Mm, it's dribbled. All right, Ron. Well, listen, yeah. listeners. Join the Patreon. We love you. Send us your tea towel pictures. Leave us a review. Oh, we got a new review, Ron. Yeah. Really good. Another five stars. Love the five stars. Keep them coming. Yeah, and it said, actually, could we could have use, some more reviews? Could use more sound effects. boy I just want to put in a personal plug for A Knight's Tale. What a film. Yeah, a great film. Really good film. Class dismissed. Mm-hmm.